What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Apple Pod, episode three. I'm Andrew, along with my co-host, Billy. And man, we got a good thing to talk about today. Carlos Correa to the Mets. Some of you are wondering, wait, what? No, he's a giant. Wait, what? And how is he on the Mets? Well, we're going to talk about it because, man, it is just crazy. And um, I, I'm, you know, Bill, I'm going to give this one to you to start. So let me, let me get your thoughts on this because I am just in shock. Yeah, uh yeah, the Correa, the Correa deal was uh, a massive deal, one of the biggest in franchise history for sure. Uh, I was super excited uh, when I found out the news. I was still up at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, when, when the news broke, and I, I thought I thought somebody was trolling at first. Uh, definitely a crazy day for Mets fans, and I'm not surprised. You can't be surprised with Uncle Steve anymore. He is truly uh, the best owner in sports, so I was shocked because we all thought he was going to the Giants, but uh, he is indeed a New York Met to all yeah. of the fans. Yeah, Pleasure. yeah, and you know, honestly, we were talking about it Tuesday. Like, we didn't know obviously what was going to happen, but honestly, um, I had a feeling that anything, something could happen, and there you go. And you know, honestly, I, I really do. I'm gonna go out on a on a limb, and I'm gonna say that the Mets. I, I think the Mets are probably the uh, maybe best. I've got a feeling this team is you no. Know, I'm no screw. I think the Mets are the best in baseball, man. And that may sound that may sound really interesting. However, I really think they do. This lineup is. Pretty, I mean, it's pretty insane. I mean, you have Nimmo, you got Marte, you got McNeil, you have Alonzo, you got Lindor, you have Canna, um, you got um, just, just so many guys, and then you have Correa. Um, honestly, man, this this lineup's good, man. You know, really, we'll talk about McCann after, but I mean, you got Narvaez, you got Nito, so I think this team is honestly, I think this team can easily win 110 games, and I really think that I'm not gonna say World Series or joke season, but a lot of people are starting to say that, man. And this this is going to get interesting. So let me get your thoughts on that. Yeah, the Mets are teetering on World Series or bust now with this lineup. Uh, it's the best lineup in baseball, in my opinion. The, you know, the Mets won 101 games last year, and to add a five-two player like Correa, uh, outside of speed, he's not that fast, but he does everything else to such a high level. Uh, yeah. We should we should be up there um, definitely as the best team in baseball, in my opinion, at least top three. Oh, you know, there's yeah. some good teams, but with our lineup and and the depth we have, it's it's really. People, yeah, and you know, people really, it's funny because, I mean, people will say, oh, well, he only hit, really, he only, yes, he did hit two, uh, two, like, uh, 70 last year or two, or something like that, but he had, yeah, he had, like, 20-something home runs and 70-something RBIs, but once again, guys, he was, like, he was injured a little bit, and, you know, he's a solid player, the Mets want, needed another bat, and they got a two-way superstar, so I think that it's a good thing, and, you know, honestly, like I said, like you said, I'm just, I was in shock, man, because, honestly, like we've all been saying, this Mets team is special, man. And, you know, really, another piece of the bullpen, and we'll talk about that after, but who knows? Like, this team really could be going out. Uh, this team could be going strong this year, so I'm excited. And, you know, honestly, to the next one, we'll get back to Correa, but James McCann, Orioles, uh, for our start, let me get your thoughts on that one. Let me get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's an obvious move. It was it was definitely common. We knew it. Um, you know, obviously, we got a player to be named later, so we're not sure what we got back, but the yes. Orioles took a... Uh, 25% of his contract, which actually saves the Mets money. Everybody's talking about how much we spend. So that, that'll that'll take, I think it saved us, uh, Steve Cohen, about $8 million in the long run when you uh, when you include luxury tax. So this was a move that we obviously we have four catchers on the roster. So we knew it was coming. So yes. I wish James nothing but the best. It didn't work out here in New York. But, yeah. Uh, it's in a good spot in Baltimore. Yeah, and I just got a tweet saying, and this is this was something from last night, but the Mets just officially signed Danny uh, Mennick, and they actually just agreed to terms of something uh, uh, like with arbit- It's something to do with arbitration. I didn't read the full thing with Joey Lucchese, 
and then they released Juan Lopez officially. So that's just another news for you guys. And now, like you were saying, yes. Yeah, so I think that it was obviously going. We knew it was happening. However, um, people will say, yeah, he was bad for us. Yeah, he was that. Yeah, he was that. But I mean, before these, before New York, he was a solid player. And, you know, obviously he was a great defender for us. He had his ups and downs at the plate, mostly downs, but he did have some hot streaks once in a while. Honestly, man, I wish him nothing but the best, like you said, in Baltimore. And, you know, honestly, he was a great guy, man. He was really a great guy. And it just didn't, things just don't work out all the time, especially in New York. And we are fan, we fans are known to be very hard on our players. So I do wish him the best. And, you know, the player to be named later, per, Feinstein, per Mark Feinstein, actually is not supposed to be a notable prospect, but we didn't expect to get much back. I wanted Jorge Mateo, but um, honestly, do you see a prospect that we could be getting back any, uh, bring any value to us or? Depends. What do you think? Or no? Uh, I think uh, any prospect holds holds a, a little bit of value. It doesn't matter really who it is. They all have some sort of upside. But yeah. uh, it's probably not going to be anybody notable for just James McCann. Yeah. So I'm not expecting anything special. But, you know, we yeah. saved money and, and yeah. got a guy on the farm. You know, you yeah. know what can happen. And we got cash. And we also got cash back. And that was <clears throat> Steve Cohen, man. So you got to love it. So, you know, honestly, expect a move. And then from last night, we'll get back to all this stuff after. But uh, Danny Maddox, who I'm actually a big fan of. So... This dude hit 290 last year in 107 games with the White Sox. You may, and look, you may, you may look at his stats and say, well, he had three home runs. Well, he had 12 RBIs. He's fast, man. And, you know, honestly, being non-tender by the White Sox, I had a feeling the Mets were going to go after this guy. And let me get your thoughts on how you could see him fitting in. Uh, depth, depth, depth. That's, there you go. That's what the sign does, man. And uh, you never can have enough depth. So Infielder, too. Play a bunch of positions. So, and he's actually he's not that bad of a player. No, he's not. Based on stats. And um, I thought it was a good deal. A cheap deal is one year for a million bucks. Oh, yeah. uh, he is going to start the year on the IL. Yes, uh, Tommy John in uh, yes in June. Yes. So, uh, but he'll provide value down the stretch for sure, depth wise. So we don't have to. Yes. Yes. Ready, so. Not Tommy John, actually, my bad. Tony Cl. Yes. So, yeah. So that's going to be that's an interesting thing. And then you know, honestly, circling back down to the bullpen thing. So uh, Nightingale did tweet today. I don't know. If, well, we we know we know the thing with Bob, but that the Red Sox want to keep Liam Hendricks and don't plan on moving him. So I thought, let me get, you know what, I thought, before I get your thoughts on that, I thought that was very interesting because, yes, the White Sox are maybe selling a little bit, but I mean, honestly, I I mean, I didn't know if the Mets were really going to, because after seeing McCann go, I knew we weren't getting Hendricks, and I just had a feeling. However, we are shopping Escobar, which will be another thing coming up, so if we could put something together, hopefully it could work, but do you, do you think that Hendricks could be going to the Mets, and do you think, we, you, do you see anything happening? Do you see anything happening? I won't put it past Uncle Steve. Uh, Hendricks would be another good add to the Mets. It would make us the best bullpen in baseball. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not sure if the White Sox are, are going to move him. I I would lean towards him staying on the White Sox because they can contend in that. Until the deadline, if they're struggling, maybe. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I would say I'd lean towards no, but you never know because the Mets have the pieces to do it. It just depends on if they want to part with some, some good prospects and some major league ready guys for – for a eighth inning guy because he would be the eighth inning guy. You're not even a closer. There you go, man. And you know, honestly, um, like like you said, I think if we do add him, he are the best. We have the best bullpen in baseball. Our bullpen is very good right now. And you know, like I just said before, which will lead me to my next point is Eduardo Escobar. So Correa, third base, Beatty, who may be the future. Who knows? We know we don't know about Beatty yet. But then you have Escobar, and you know the Mets are shopping Escobar. Um, where do you think you can end up? Let me let me hear your thoughts on this one. Let me hear your thoughts. I think the I think uh, there's a bunch of teams that could use Escobar. Not including the White Sox. Take out the White Sox on this one. 
Yeah, not the White Sox. I would say uh, I saw something where uh, the Brewers were interested. I could see the, him going back to Milwaukee. Yes, reunion. Fans like him. And uh, this is a this is a shot in the dark. But the Yankees uh, trades don't happen often. But the Yankees are having a real problem on the left side of their infield with Donaldson and uh, I.K. Yeah. Oh yeah. The so um, any anything you know we can get with Escobar because he'll bring he'll bring a decent amount of value uh, to the Mets via, via trade. So uh, and he really doesn't fit in here. We have a lot of depth already in Guillaume defensive death he's He's great i love he's great we'll talk about him actually uh maybe on our next episode because i did have something that i mean honestly luis guillermo is that guy that gets overlooked because of the whole entire team because but luis luis is just so fantastic and that hot cheek he went on this year was just oh my god that was remarkable but now getting back to the point i think the mets do need to move escobar and you know i really do like i love eddie he's a great guy and everything he had his ups and downs last year he was fantastic the last um like month or two, he had the cycle for uh, against the Padres, which is really awesome. But I think it's time to really just move on and move him, you know, because it's no need. We have Correa, you have Beatty, you got so many guys there that I just don't see him. And if we don't trade him by the season, I think he will be the DH. I do. There's so many things we can do. And you know, speaking of the DH, um, Conforto is highly unlikely to come back. So I want to hear uh, your take on that. And do you agree or not with that? Yeah, um, I'd rather have Correa. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yes, that is true, yes. Yeah, well, no, also, though, I'm not just saying it in that way, though. I mean, because a lot of people are just saying that, well, we're looking for another bat because we do need a DH. And, yes, that is if Escobar is not, if Escobar is not gone, he will be the DH. But this is if he's gone. Like, are you are you confident in Daniel Vogelback being a part of this DH position? And are you confident in maybe Alvarez or Vientos? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm that confident in Alvarez and Vientos, but Vogelback against against righties, I, I am confident. He's a good hitter against righties. He's, he's worthless against lefties, though. And it's good that they face more righties than lefties, but going back to your point, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Conforto, um, he, he, would need a, he would need a path to playing time because he's trying to reestablish his market for sure, and, and that he can prove that he's still a, a good player. Could Definitely. Be, could be a player that plays every day. Uh, and he won't, he won't get that. So. Yeah, I do love Mike, and I do wish him the best wherever he goes. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to stay in the alpha here. So I don't know if you've been seeing this, but I see a lot of hate coming towards Mark Hanna. And it's it, it's it's getting it's getting a little weird because people are saying they need to move Canna. But I'm like, no, they don't. And Canna, honestly, yes, his numbers were not what you'd say um, amazing because that's not who he is. But he, he had like 260, he had like 55 or... Not 55, he had like 70-something RBIs, like 18 in home runs, something like that. But look, he's a solid player. And do you see them, do you see the Mets, this may be an obvious one, you think the, you think the Mets are keeping him, right? You don't see him, you don't see him going anywhere. No, Canna's not going to go anywhere because we, we're already lacking outfield depth. And Canna's a good player. He was top five in, uh, in the National League. I think he's on, I think he's underrated. I, and the hit by pitches last year, man, that was, that was, that was so funny with Canna getting hit 48, uh, something times yeah and you know honestly in terms of other relief guys one of the guys that i wanted was drew smiley who just went back to the cubs on a two-year deal so um that's interesting but you know like i said going back to the bullpen man adding Hendricks makes us the best bullpen in baseball and you know i want to focus our attention to another guy we talked about drew smith on the last episode um one guy that i think actually has some potential is bryce montes de Aca. this dude is has a cannon of an arm i mean he throws he's supposed to go in the hundreds i mean let me get your thoughts on how he could be a big asset to this bullpen. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have pressure on him, obviously, with, with so many guys in front of him. But he's got, a, as you said, a big arm. You know, he, yeah. All New York guys have pressure, but yes. I mean, yes, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. All New York guys do have pressure. But Definitely. If he's a back end or a 
kind of like a front end of the bullpen guy where he won't be used that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got a huge arm, and he's got legit strike guys. And who knows? Who knows when he'll be used? Like, you never know. Yeah, you do. You never know him. But uh, big strikeout stuff, and he could he could play a role for sure. He's just got a, he's a little wild, a lot of wild. So yeah. he's got he's got to pound the strike zone more, and uh, just some some uh, some uh, you know fixes in his pitching pitching um, motion will do that for him. So definitely, man. And you know, this may sound like a silly question here, but I mean, honestly, there's just, and another guy and to and cause this will bring me to my next point about a guy the Mets actually claimed off waivers from the Blue Jays. So Tyler Saucedo, however you say his last name. So he's a lefty, and yeah, his stats were not fantastic last year. However, the Mets have rarely in the in the bullpen. And am I missing it? Do they have? They don't have another lefty right now. I'm like blanking. Uh, that would be, that would no. Be well, if we don't get Chafin, then I think Saucedo will be that guy up as the second lefty guy up and down a lot. But do you see Saucedo being a part of this bullpen when the season comes, or because this dude they did sign him to a I think it was no well, that was a minor league deal, but he may be coming up. So what do you think? Uh, he'll probably start in the minors, but uh, if he if he does well in the minors, he'll be called up just because he's a lefty. The Mets only have one lefty in their bullpen, and that, that hurt us last year. That's why uh, I mentioned yeah, Saucedo, definitely. Yeah. yeah, the lefty we have this year is better than the lefty we had last year. Rayleigh is a stud. I, I love that signing, and that's get, that flies under the radar. Definitely. Uh, Saucedo could be could be a... Uh, oh, wait, we uh, traded for Rayleigh, actually. We traded for Rayleigh. Yeah, we traded for Rayleigh, yep. Yeah, and no, uh, yeah. And so then there's two other guys here that actually we just resigned to, I think are honestly bigger than what people think they are. Reed Foley's back and Hunter's back. And these two guys, I think they're mainstays. I don't think they're going anywhere, man, unless injuries and they start to struggle. But these guys, I mean, man, these guys may have to fill some of the Trevor Williams role at times, especially Sean Reed Foley, who will come in, give us length. So how do you see these two guys contributing and being an asset of this bullpen? Uh, Like you said, Reed Foley, Williams role. Sounds good to me. Um, he's, he's, again, he's got, he's a guy that's wild. He's got to throw strikes, but, uh, I, I like him in the Williams role and Tommy Hunter. He's, I think he's going to be a guy that we rely on more than people think he was good for us last year. Yeah. He got hurt and then he came back and he was still good. So I like, uh, I like the re-signing cheap move, low risk. Yeah. Sure. And Hunter and Hunter. Yeah. And Hunter can also swing the bat as well. If you know, um, if you remember from the, uh, 20 to yeah. 21 seat, that was, Yeah. But, you know, going back to your point, yes, I do think that these guys are bigger than what people actually really think they are. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to step up in the bullpen. I want to talk about the catching spot once again because McCann's gone. Nito now. You got uh, you got Narvaez and you got Alvarez. And if anyone missed it, the Narvaez deal is, like, official. And the Mets will have to clear, I think, one more roster spot when Correa comes, which we'll talk about that in a second again, too. But, honestly, man, Nito or Narvaez, who are you going to? You had to pick one to start. If I had to pick one to start, I'd lean Narvaez. Uh, he's he's had a, a little bit better track record than you know. I like Nito, uh, and I think he's a good backup guy. But Narvaez, he's a left-hander, so he'll play more against right-handers. The issue is though, Narvaez can't stay healthy though. That that that's my biggest. She sorry to cut you off again, but honestly, oh, yeah, yeah, Narvaez is he has a lot of issues staying healthy. And the most he's played is 132 games. I don't think he makes it to 110 this year because I think they're gonna have to be caught careful with him, especially being the oldest team in baseball. Yeah. I just think it's gonna be mostly Nito for right now and. I mean, yeah, people may be upset, but once again, he will be our number nine hitter. Like, I'm not expecting this guy to lead off for us. I mean, come on, like, let's be real here. I mean, look, honestly, they're in a good shape. When you know your, when you know that your catcher, I mean, is kind of your worst position. That's how you can kind of tell. I mean, this team's kind of legit. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, Nito could uh, could bat. Yeah, Nito could bat 200, and and as long as he's given us uh, defense, we're fine. The Mets are fine because catchers. Uh, 
you know, the, the, they're the most important spot on the field. I would love a little bit of offense, though. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Any, any offense you can get out of him. But uh, as long as he's giving us a solid defense, throwing runners out and uh, doing it with his glove, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll continue to, to start for the Mets on a regular basis, especially against left-handed hitters. Yeah, man, you know, definitely. Honestly, I agree with that. I think that, I honestly, Joe, I think that it's going to be, honestly, I think a pressure is going to be on Nito, too, because with Narvaez uh, lacking health and, you know, Alvarez being the number one prospect, um, well, not anymore because of the thing reset, but um, honestly, man, I just think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And, you know, taking my, our, our attention from the catching to the pitching, this rotation, man, I think it's deadly. I think they got some guys there that are just honestly bigger than what people think they are. And I'm going to go with Jose Quintana. So let me get your thoughts on that addition. That is probably the most underrated sign. He's so underrated. Yeah. He never – he's always healthy. Uh, I think he's one of very few pitchers in baseball who have, who have pitched 150-plus innings like the last four or five seasons. He's mm-hmm. really, really solid left-handed guy, and he's going to be our four starter. Yeah, I agree. And look, honestly – he was a 2.9, he had a 2.93 ERA in 32 starts last year, which is pretty remarkable with the Pirates and the Cardinals. And man, this dude, yes, he's old, but the issue with, and the one downside is, and this is a big negative, he got past the fourth inning six times, oh no, he got into the sixth inning just four times last year. And that, coming from coming from a Mets team that obviously needs their pitchers to go long, I think that may be a little bit of an issue, so what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, you, you want to you wanna get length out of your starters, but I think with the increased pitching depth in the bullpen and the rotation, if we, it kind of just needs to stay healthy, but if he can give us five to six innings every start, which obviously yeah. we'll have some good starts and, and some great starts, but just consistently giving us five innings, maybe five plus innings is what we need from him. Five innings, definitely. Definitely, man. And, you know, honestly, um, we'll stay with the rotation. I mean, we're not going to talk about Verlander because we know Verlander. We're not going to talk about Scherzer because we know that. Kodai, yes. And then there's Carlos Carrasco, and honestly, I don't think he's the odd man out right now because I really just think that this guy is going to have to keep doing what he does best, surviving the first inning. No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, he's he, – I love Cookie, and if he – is he – if he's – okay, you know what? Is he on the roster to start on opening day if he's not traded? Unless Do you think he he'll be traded? traded? He definitely will be. I think he doesn't get traded because the Mets need – Oh, I agree. And, and, the, I agree. And uh, as you said, if he – gets out of the first inning. He usually has good starts. So uh, I like Cookie. I, I don't know why they would trade yeah. him. And these guys are all going to have ups and downs. Sorry to interrupt you. These guys are going to have ups and downs. Yeah. But I like him. In, Mets are in win-now mode, obviously. And I like him right now over Peterson and McGill, for sure, in the, in the Mets rotation. Maybe the Mets don't feel feel that way, but I think that Carrasco will be fine. They feel both. I mean, they're going to have to say that stuff, obviously, too. But, I mean, yeah. looking at this team right now, this might be a out of blue question. Do you think the Mets are a World Series team? And I say that very confidently. Do you think they are? I I say confidently they are a World Series team. And obviously, all I agree. the doubters are going to say Mets are going to be Mets and whatever. And I would love to kill that narrative. Oh, man. I would love for that to happen, especially against the Yankees. But no, that's not going to happen. But yes, I do say confidently. I do say very confidently. I think the Mets are definitely a World Series team. And honestly, it would be a little bit of a letdown to not make it past the wild card. Unlike uh, this past season, but yeah, and you know the Mets got cocky, man. This year the Mets got a little too cocky with their schedule. They lost tons of games they could have, should have won, and the Braves series was bad. But you know, going back now to the players now uh, sides now. So one guy that I think is going to be is an interesting is honestly Pete Alonso. So yes, P 
Pete's Pete. We know Pete. Pete's going so good. We all love Pete. But man, when Pete Pete's on his game, he's on his game. And I gotta, I'm gonna go with a stack question here. Pete Alonso over 45 home runs. 45 home runs is tough. Uh, I would, I would probably lean. Uh, I would probably say it's over. Uh, 40 over 40 over 40. My bad. Over 40. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say I'd say he sneaks around over 40 around that range for sure. 45 is tough, but he can do it. He's done. It, he did it in his rookie year. So. Uh, He's yes. One of the best powers in the game, for sure. Yes. Around, around that range. Yeah, and I'm going to go with some more stat questions, if that's fine with you here. Um, I love the stat questions. I'm a big stats guy. Jeff McNeil, and I actually have questions from a lot of people that actually were asking me today to ask on the podcast. Jeff McNeil, over 310 average. What do you think on that? Over? That's, yes. That's an easy over. Good. Sure. I, I was like, Definitely. that's got to be one of the easiest ones. Now, an interesting one. Nito, this one comes from Nito here, and this is actually very interesting. Do you do you do you think Nito will be in the range of a two ten hitter? Which is, I think, yes. Do you see him hitting? Do you see him having six plus home runs because he's not a big home run guy? <laughs> it, it took him one hundred forty games to get his first. Uh, that, that was a good moment. Uh, dead center in Miami hit his first. Oh man. So. Yeah. If he gets consistent playing time, he, sure. I lo- I, I'm a big stats guy, and you can ask anyone. I love the stats, if you don't mind. I love asking the stats questions. Okay, I'm going to go with another one here. Verlander. Justin Verlander. Over, under. 2.42. You're right. 2.42 ERA. Had a 1.7 last year. I That's too high for I would say under. I would definitely say under for that, too. I think Verlander's established one of the best uh, pitchers in baseball. He had a 2.16 last year, I think. Oh, it was 2.16? I thought it was in the ones. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, no, I think it was 2.16, actually, yeah. But, yeah, no, it doesn't, he's still very good. You see, you said you see the under? Yeah, I definitely see the under. 2.42. I, w- I would definitely lean the under for Verlander. He's a stud. Now, an interest, yeah. So, and, you know, honestly, an interesting one here. Carlos Carrasco, over, under... A three point eight. Yeah. Man, that's tough. I pro- I probably have to say over three point eight. Yeah, I know Kras got a three point nine. All right, under four point oh though. Under four point oh, I'd say it's around there. I'd say it's around four point oh. As a five guy, if he can give us a four point oh ERA and win games, that's fine. That's what yes. He goes and he will go deep. And you know, honestly, I'm gonna last out before we get to our next point. Edwin Diaz over under forty three saves. Uh, over good you know the Mets are 101 win team got that much better with Correa I'm, I'm only asked I only said 40 something because of the Mets offense and they may not need him in as many games as you might think they will yeah so yeah, and we got depth in the bullpen like Robertson who can be used okay I'll throw in a bonus one here Robertson Robertson this is a tough one Robertson I feel like someone's gonna have an Aaron Loop type of year I have a feeling someone's having an Aaron Loop type year type year David Robertson under a 1.2 ERA. 1.2? Hey, man, I've seen crazy stuff. Look, look, we've seen crazy stuff before. Yeah. Oh, we have, for sure. I remember Aaron Loop. What a great year. He, he didn't even make the all-star on Loop. They gave it to um, Aroldis Chapman, which was just... That's another yeah, story. But it's, yeah, so what do you think? Bold one here. Under 1.2. He, he's going to get over that. That's a tough All right, fine. I'll, I'll be more realistic. Uh, over, under 1.9. 1.9, that's around the range I could see in setup, man, for Robertson. He's going to be in less pressure situations in the ninth inning. I, I could see him hovering around there. I would still lean over because that's a tough number still for relievers. I agree. But for sure. Now, yeah, so I also, now let's look at him. Um, honestly, I want to talk about the farm a little bit because 
You got guys like Ramirez, and you know I'm gonna start with Ramirez at you first. Do you see the Mets potentially trading away Ramirez in a deal? And let not I'm not gonna say it was, it might be, it may or could be for Hendricks, but do you see the Mets maybe moving Alex Ramirez, who is a star? I would I would move other guys before I move Ramirez because um, he's an outfield guy and he's he's got raw stuff. He could be a five two player. He's got electric speed. He's got. But what if you're getting a lot back though? So it depends what you're getting back though. Yeah, it depends on what we're getting back. I wouldn't include him in a Hendricks deal because the Hendricks is just icing on the cake for the Mets. What about Aloy? Aloy Jimenez. If we include Aloy, if it's Aloy and Hendricks and Ramirez is involved in the deal, that would that would be fine, honestly, because Aloy is still young and, he, and he's a power bat and he gives the Mets more depth in the outfield. He would start on the Mets, so oh, that yeah. would be okay. For Hendricks alone, I wouldn't do Ramirez. Wouldn't do yeah, and Aloy plays what again? I blank out on his position. What position is he? he he's an outfielder, Aloy. So, yeah, so they could then put Cannon at the DH if they got that, right? I believe they, they, could, they could roll. That, that, that would be okay. That would be ridiculous if that happened. But yeah. we've seen crazy things before, and you know. Honestly, a guy, and we'll go back to the farm a little bit, but a guy that I think is going to have a lot of pressure this year is Starling Marte. Look, we know Starling. We love Starling. He's good. He's getting old. He's got to stay healthy. And one of his issues is, yes, he's like 33, 34. The the old guys, I mean, you never know with this team, the oldest team in baseball, these guys cannot always stay healthy. And we've been fortunate at times. But I think if the Mets want to make it to 110 wins, I think Marte has to be one of those guys that just has to be there for – the majority of the games, man. I'm not counting them to play almost every single game because that's just so unlikely and unrealistic. But do you agree with that, thinking that uh, Marte is easily one of the guys that has to be a key guy? And do you think anyone else is under pressure? For sure. With the lack of outfield depth, Marte's got to stay healthy. The downfall of the Mets here last year, I'll tell everyone, is when Marte got hit in the hand I, yeah. and we lost him with a finger injury, we started with – then we stumbled. You know, we got swept by the Cubs. Pirates, and that Nationals, it was bad. Us. If yeah. he's healthy – we win the division, for sure. I no doubt in my mind. Yeah. And, yeah, that, oh, I agree, man. But let's talk about the NLEs, too. So I'm going to take out the Marlins because they'll be good in a few years. Nationals will be good in 10, 20 years. And then you got the Phillies, who, yeah, the Phillies' offense is very good. The pitching is fine. I'm not scared of Tom Walker, who I'm very happy he's going. Um, then you have the Braves. The Atlanta Braves can literally take a single-A guy and bring him up, and he will win the batting title. And to be honest, and Michael Harris, double-A guy, but to be honest, if the Mets want to take the division, what do you see them What do you see them needing to do against this Braves team? And not besides just winning, what do you see them needing to do? Like, what, what certain part do they have to beat up on? Because there's certain parts that I think it's important. I think, uh, I think the Braves' offense is really good. Obviously, really good. Got a lot of young guys. The Braves are a dispensary for young talent. Locking up everyone, too. They yeah, lock they up. lock up everyone on, on like, deal, $10 deals. Anthroplaza is ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy what, what, what AA does over there. Uh, some contracts haven't worked, but most do, and it's crazy. So uh, yeah. I think the Mets really have to – the Braves both, The Braves are an all-around. See, they're really good all-around. I think they're – Braves, if I had to pick one weakness, I would say their starting pitching is out of everything. They have an elite bullpen. They have great offense. They do strike out a lot. But, yes, uh, starting that pitching is true. Wise, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too scared of the back end of their rotation. It's it's a little weak with Morton, and uh, they haven't even announced their five guys. So what about their bullpen? What about the bullpen? Their bullpen's good. Yeah, their bullpen's really good. They're going to have Iglesias at, in the ninth inning. Minter but, I mean, look, compared to our bullpen, though, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, it's going to be so close, and, you know— Honestly, going back to to about the Braves, I want to talk about this. Is, may not be match related here, but Dante Swanson so goes to the Cubs, and I want to talk about that just for a little bit with you, to get your opinion. So Mets killer, who does strike out a lot, 
kills the Mets out of the NL East. Let me get your thoughts on that and how it's good for us. Oh, it's great for the Mets to get Dansby out of the East. He kills us. Uh, he obviously had a big home run, two big home runs, one against DeGrom, oh, one yeah. against Scherzer when we got swept in that series. So I'm not sold on Grissom at shortstop for the Braves. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a good player, but I don't think he, he replicates what Dansby did. So Dansby's out of the East. We won't see him anymore uh, other than obviously when we play the Cubs. So that, that was a big break for the Mets because I thought he was going to go back to the Braves uh, at the end of last year. But obviously as the offseason went on, it was more and more unlikely. Yeah, definitely, man. And, you know um, – Honestly, I just think that that was a good deal for him. And, you know, honestly, I mean, the Braves know what it's like now to lose a star. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah and, you know, honestly, um, now getting back into the Mets. So, I honestly, I just feel like this team and what the, they need to do most is their bullpen. Because over the years, I think this bullpen had really, and you have watched and many people have watched, this Mets bullpen has really just been a struggle over the last few years. It's costed them games. It's costed them playoffs maybe once or twice. But... If this team, if this Mets team wants to make it really far this year, what is the one thing that you think has to just be spot on? Uh, Bullpen-wise? Uh, or anything, or anything, anything, bullpen-wise. or. Okay, well, if anything, uh, we got to hit for more power. I think power, we got to hit more home runs. The home runs were, were super, super yes. weak last year for the Mets. We are not one of the biggest power guys, teams, yes. Yep. Yep. That's another thing Correa will bring. He'll bring added power, so that's huge, especially at third base. Uh, so we got to hit more balls out of the park because that's that's the way the game of baseball is now. Hardest uh, stadium though to hit it in. We do play at City Field, and that is the hardest projected home run hitting bar- oh, yeah. park. It's, it's, it's a pitcher's ballpark, but they are moving the uh, right field fence in. I thought Aaron Judge was coming in and did that. Not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was funny. But you know, um, honestly, I mean, yes, that with the power and stuff. But I think that definitely, and you know, to me, I think the biggest part is going to have to be the catching situation because if we can fix that, I think that if Nito can – I'm not saying this is happening because it's definitely not. If Nito can actually hit like around 250, which is probably not happening, very, very unrealistic there, and hit like 20 home runs and like have like 70 RBIs, which we know is not happening, I think that that could be huge. But, you know, honestly, shifting from the catching position to the pitching, two guys that I think are going to have to step up this year – well, one of them stepped up big last year. One of them was kind of injured. It was great in the beginning. Tyler McGill and David Peterson. I want to get your thoughts on how those guys can be, honestly, a big part of our team this year. Yeah, I think McGill uh, is going to, honestly, they're, they're going to be starting pitching depth, both of them. I yeah. think Peterson has a chance to open up the year. Oh, I meant to ask you, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I meant to ask you. Trevor Williams' role, David Peterson or Sean Foley, because one of these guys is going to have to get it. Yeah, I'd much rather see it be Peterson, definitely, no doubt. I'd much rather but, like, as a backup, like, if you win two length guys, like, if someone gets out in, like, the first or second inning... Or because I doubt that they might want to use more than just one guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would say I'd lean towards it being Peterson. I think he has a little bit more upside, a lot of bit more upside than Foley. When he throws like, strikes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Peterson's the guy who just, again, got to throw strikes. All these guys have got to throw strikes. And he went like eight innings once last year. So if we can just get depth yeah. out of him, yeah. man. And, you know, honestly, I was at that game. It was kind of very interesting. But, you know, honestly, and then you got Tyler Miguel, who was our opening day guy. Uh, last year, uh, hopefully not again this year because we don't want JV to get hurt. But how do you see Miguel being an asset, and do you see him maybe fitting into Trevor Williams' role as well if needed at times? Yeah, I think the bullpen didn't work out for Miguel. I think he's probably the sixth guy. You think that he they both? Do you think him Pearson started trip in AAA or with the Mets? No, both of them will be with the Mets for sure. That's I what I think. I, yeah, I don't like both of them. They're they're pro ready, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and obviously, McGill was great the first half of the year. And then he got hurt, and then he was first like he was like until April or something like that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't even the first half. It was like the yeah. first month. So 
good, and then he obviously got hurt, and that was the end of that. So definitely, man. Well, episode three, guys. I think that may do it for us here. We got five minutes left, but honestly, when the Mets start making more moves, it's gonna get a lot more fun too. And you know, honestly, I don't think we're done. I do not think this Mets team is done. No. I could see okay, one more move to make uh here. You go in bullpen or another bat. One more move. You had one more move to make. Just if I have one more move to make, I would lean towards getting another outfield bat just for depth and for maybe a little bit more power. That's the move I would make. I couldn't agree more with you, dude. Well, thank you guys all for watching. Um, thank you, Billy, once again. This is episode three. Um, honestly, we may have an episode in one week, two weeks. Who knows when we're gonna be back? But um Great talking to you, man, and thank you, dude. For sure. Recording stopped.